0: Are you done with mainstream media? Tired of the same clickbait articles that media conglomerates continually force into your social media feed? Do you want an organic sports consumption experience that can be tailored to your liking? Do you love West Coast sports? If you answered yes to any or all of these questions, then check out sportsaldente.com right now. SportsAldente.com is a West Coast player-centric media platform. The goal of the site is to feature the great players of the AFC and NFC West of the NFL, West Coast College Football, the NFL Draft, the Pacific Division of the NBA, and professional wrestling. It is also fully dedicated to giving expert weekly and daily advice in the world of fantasy football. The goal is to analyze players' sick style of play and tell stories, not promote false narratives or mainstream clickbait. Sports Al Dente offers three different membership packages, monthly, yearly, or lifetime, that gives you full access to great West Coast sports coverage, not only in online print media, but also video and podcast formats. When you go to subscribe, make sure to use the promo code WCMB and get 10% off any membership. Head to sportsaldente.com today. Sports Al Dente is your recipe for West Coast sports.
1: Hey guys, welcome back to West Coast Mix and Bounce. I'm Brana Marks and I'm here with... Leslie Torres. And today we have a lot to cover on the West Coast, especially in the Los Angeles area. Unfortunately, the Rams did not... Pick up that championship game, but I'm sure my partner um, <laughs> Leslie is not upset about that. <laughs> I am
2: not mad at all today. You know, I woke up today a little bit happy. I was like, oh, there's a little jump in my step.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm, what I'm did a you little think about the game? <laughs> um, I think it was hard to watch. I know, you know, it's been kind of some backlash as far as boring, but you're mm-hmm. you're also watching the best two games. I think it was if if not boring, just a little hard to watch because you want that action. You know, as a fan, you want kind of like a little bit of a back and forth and not like a consistent struggle. Um, But they definitely had really good defenses, which obviously stunted the offense on both sides. And the Rams are young and they have a long way to go. And I think that they're definitely going to take a lot from this Super Bowl oh yeah
2: for sure I was definitely happy you know the Patriots won but I was still kind of upset because like it wasn't as pretty as I would have liked it to be you know especially given like Tom Brady he's like in his 40 he's like I don't know how old he's like more than 40. 40
1: yeah exactly
2: you know so I wanted a little bit more action a little bit more drama like you said but because both defense were so on point the game kind of was like stagnant but I just feel like the whole experience was kind of like different compared to other Bowls. even the commercials were not that great let's be honest
1: <laughs> yeah I think this whole it, it was a little bit I don't know it felt everything felt a little forced mm-hmm. um from the halftime show to oh the, yeah <laughs> there was so much drama going into the Super Bowl I mean it, it, like what could you really expect but yeah. uh and then they release, you know, that the viewership is down, I think, the most in the past, I think, four years, I believe. That may oh, yeah, be wrong. Oh, yeah, I was
2: reading that article.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it, it was a lot to take I mean, in. It,
2: yeah, like, you, you kind of it on one thing. It could have been, like, the, the halftime show. It could have been, like, the commercials. It could have been the game. Literally could have been the game just because it was so boring. Yeah. <laughs> not boring, exactly. but it was just, like, it, it's just not the offensive. Just... We were hoping to see especially yeah also like from the Rams I was like, like I was expecting more from Todd Gurley there was not that much running game and then from the Patriots I was expecting more like Brady throws and then we have to settle for like one touchdown for the whole game yeah that Sucks.
1: <laughs> yeah so but yeah sticking in, uh, in LA to the Lakers they are going to be our main point of discussion today because they have a lot going on. (laughs) So, uh, Leslie, do you kind of want to start off the conversation about what's going on out there?
2: Sure. So, if Lakers, there's a lot going on. Right now, trade rumors, since we're hitting the deadline, it's close to that date. So, it's going to be on Thursday, I believe, February 7th, when the trade deadline closes. So, somebody who has made it known that he doesn't want to be part of a team anymore is... Anthony mm-hmm. Davis from the New Orleans Pelicans. He's made it clear, at least through his agent, that he know, he's not going to sign uh, extension with the Pelicans coming this summer. He's allowing them to kind of trade him out. And, of course, the Lakers are interested. And they've put together several packages, as what we heard, or rumors coming up to this moment, that involve many of their young core, their young players, including Kuzma, Ball. Um Ingram, and even Zubak, a couple of vets in there. but there's been a lot of drama because Pelicans have a lot of choices to make because they yeah. can go with this Lakers package, whatever they're offering. that sounds like a lot of stuff for Anthony Davis. or they can also here on out wait for a package from the Celtics, as from mm-hmm. what I've heard, that they can offer Jason Tatum and others, but they have to wait until the summer to kind of do something about it and so the Pelicans are a really tough choice but right now the Lakers are the ones leading the rumors with all that's going on according to reports there's also Rondo and Beasley are in there and so they're just offering a lot for Anthony Davis
1: basically they're all in like as far as like everybody except LeBron that's what I keep hearing just offer the whole team (laughs) yeah so I think it's a little unrealistic don't you
2: I mean, at this point, they have to offer everything and anything if they want to get Anthony Davis. Just because of what happened last year as well with Paul George, we kind of saw that they offered. We don't really know what they offered or reports were like leaked as much. But whatever it was, it wasn't good enough because they didn't get Paul George. So they don't want the same thing to happen because now look what happened. They didn't get Paul George in that trade. Now he's staying with OKC. So I just feel like they don't want to get beat into the punch again this time. And they're going to offer everything and anything they can just to get Anthony Davis. Are the Pelicans going to actually take the offer? I don't know. I'm not sure. Honestly, I
1: I think they may may hold out. It, it, It seems like they're really not wanting to let go of Anthony Davis for just anyone. And honestly, who's to say that they should just let him go Right. They they were super pissed about him even um, it even coming out in the public, which he said, you know, that he didn't they didn't mean for that to become public. They wanted Mm -hmm. to keep it uh, in ties. But of course, with trade season going on, people are listening in every every little corner. You don't know who's watching. So anybody could have made it leak. But at the end of the day, it's out and Mm -hmm. um, they're going to have to deal with it and. He doesn't want to stay point blank period. You can have something dramatic. Like if he decides to sit, he's already sitting, he claims that he's hurt, but he's still sitting out games. Mm -hmm. Um, so it's kind of like it's wasting their time and his, um, you don't want it to escalate to a point where it brings drama to the team. We saw that last year with, with, uh, with players like Jimmy Butler and, Kawhi Leonard, they, they get dramatic, they don't want to play, etc. But uh, so if they want to wait, they're definitely going to kind of have to anticipate some consequences for that. And if they want to go with the Lakers, the Lakers are really going to have to understand what they have left after they decide to trade everybody.
2: Oh, yeah, definitely. Some That's something that is kind of the Lakers have to. As I see it from now, they have to gamble on it. And especially today on Monday. So before today, the Lakers were the front-running team to have offers. But now there are reports that Anthony Davis told the Pelicans, well, you know what, besides the Lakers and the Knicks who were front-runners for him, I will sign a long-term deal with the Bucks or the Clippers. So now that he's kind of kind of giving them the word, what can they, what can the other teams offer? And at the end of the day, is there going to be a better offer than what the Lakers are doing?
1: Right. You
2: know, if it happens, or who, who, what can they give? I, at the end of the day, I feel like w- what the Lakers are offering are so much. The, it is. Their most recent package that's been supposedly rumored was Lonzo Ball, Brandon Ingram, Kyle Kuzma, a couple of draft picks, and Based for the salary cap relief that's a lot the that is a lot they're giving a lot. can the Bucks they're giving players them, and like money mm-hmm.
1: yeah so they they're, they're giving they're giving players and they're giving money and they're giving draft picks so it's like it's I mean,
2: obviously anthony davis is worth it <laughs>
1: yeah
2: but like you said what are they going to be left with
1: yeah so, unless, if you're unless
2: they're hoping to get some good, um, maybe another max contract in the summer or close to max, because I think with with trying to re-sign Anthony Davis, if the trade happens, there's not going to be a lot of space.
1: No, definitely not, not at all. And then, yeah. and then you have the drama of first off, in my opinion, I don't believe that they should trade their entire young core. I just don't think. Mm-hmm. It's okay now. Do I think they'll do it anyways? Of course. <laughs> they're, they're obviously gonna put out whatever they can to get Anthony Davis. And yes, when you pair somebody with with LeBron like Anthony Davis, you automatically that's a great matchup. But there are still other spots on the court to fill, you know, people that you have to rely on. And people like Ball, Ingram, and Kuzma, they have stepped up to be reliable. Mm -hmm. Now, obviously, you have Pope, you have Beasley, you have Rondo, you have Stevenson, but they have not stepped up like Ball, Ingram, and Kuzma have. So now, even if you do get Anthony Davis, you kind of are back at, like, ground zero as far as now you have to rebuild chemistry. Now you have to kind of identify who's going to fit in the starting lineup, how people are going to work in certain rotations against certain teams. So, right, so then... It's a risk. It's a risk, and then it's an investment. But you never really know how it's going to go because Cleveland did the same thing where they traded their entire team, and then they ended up going to the championship and getting swept. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. And then LeBron. And then LeBron left anyways. So it's kind of like, ooh, this can really go really good, or it can go really, really bad. <laughs> yeah. Yes, yeah, so
2: the, the Lakers right now are in that weird place where they have a mix of their veterans and they have their mix of their rookies, like their young players, not rookies. But so you kind of see as the day, as the games go by, which veterans are producing for the Lakers and which um, young players are producing for the Lakers. And like you said, there's some players who have really shown that, you know, there are true veterans like rondo like just when he's on the floor it's like crazy it's magical but then you have players like maybe like beasley who you're kind of like oh you know well he could he could he can work for a trade package you know and then you have players like ball ingram kuzma who kind of have shown that they're pretty good and they have some potential and then you have players like Hart, who is maybe here or there depending on the game or you have Zubak who at times seems so strong around the rim, and then other days is just like, just weak. <laughs>
1: you yeah. know,
2: so they're they are in that tough spot where if they trade away all their young players, is it going to be worth it at the end, or is it going to be okay with the players they have left over? You know, and sure. I feel like the Lakers, they're kind of building to this. They're, the drama is getting to them a little bit. Because, I don't know if you've heard, I'm sure you have, about that locker room altercation that happened. Mm-hmm. So, there were reports that there was drama happening after the Warriors and the Lakers game, where the Lakers lost 115-101, to 101 and LeBron James did not play due to load management, whatever that means. And mm-hmm. so... According to reports, there was an altercation in the locker room between the coach and a couple of players, Michael Beasley, Javon McGee, and Lance Stevenson. Later on, after that, Stevenson put on Instagram, like, no, 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 I was not part of that. Like, take my name out of it. But... Basically, like, oh, so it did happen, you know?
1: (laughs) Right, right. And so I feel like
2: just this whole trade situation and what's going on and who's going, who's staying, the uncertainty
1: of who's going to play next week, it's kind of getting to the team. Definitely. I think it's definitely been building up over time because the Lakers, obviously, they came together. And they were like, okay, like, how is this going to work? And now, and then they get like, you know, a quarter way through the season, like, this is not looking good. Then they get another quarter and it's kind of like, okay, it's trade season, obviously something's going to happen. And then there's so much commotion within the league as a whole, It's and it's landing on them a lot because they're in the spotlight automatically. Mm-hmm. You have LeBron, you're in the spotlight. And it's hard. It's hard for any team to be under that scrutiny and and also expected to play better than they than they have been playing so now you have uh veterans not even younger players but veterans who are showing their frustration because you have the coach um who I am sure is under plenty of stress too Luke Walton Mm -hmm. he's uh he called out players apparently calling them selfish and then they reacted and said, well, you're inconsistent with your rotations. And it's kind of like, wow, they're kind of on both sides, <laughs> you know? Yeah. So it's kind of like, ooh, they need a therapy session real quick. But yeah. um, Michael Beasley and JaVale McGee and uh, Stevenson, who, you know, said that he wasn't out. It's just kind of like when you have veterans arguing who are supposed to uh, provide leadership and guidance and calmness, getting that worked up, after a game, that's not good. That that kind of energy is not productive, and then you have it getting leaked out into the mm-hmm. air, into the media, where other <laughs> players and other agents are looking at you like mm-hmm. you guys are you guys are slipping. You're losing it. Like, do we really want to make this deal with you? Kind of thing. Yeah.
2: No. Yeah. I feel like it's what you said. Luke Walton called him out on their, on their play for that game. And you can... I, I don't know if you watched the game, but I was watching it, and you can kind of see, like, you know, Lance Stevenson was pretty good for the for the first half, and then on the second half, he kind of lost a little bit, you know. But he was still in the game. You would think, like, Luke Walton would be like, you know what, take him out, put somebody in else, or Beasley mis- missing his first two shots, you know, like, okay, either get it together, or you're coming out, you know. So I do feel mm-hmm. like he probably called them out on their level of play and the fact that some of the younger players were actually playing better than them and luke walton kind of making it known and making and saying it, it kind of rubbed them the wrong way which it should but you know if you're playing good you have nothing to worry about you know yeah. and like you said luke right now he's fighting for his job because there is like a lot of rumors is he gonna stay is he gonna go if If they they get Anthony Davis, you know, is it going to be a new head coach or is it going to be the one that Magic Johnson wants or the one that Jeannie Buss wants? So there's a lot of rumors. So his job is not something safe for now. So if these guys are not playing well, it looks bad on him. Like you said, the rotations, they look bad on him. So I understand that Luke needs to get kind of a little bit verbal with them and like get them into shape, but it's kind of like, it's, it's it's difficult because we had, like, for example, you have McGee who was really, really great at the start of the season. He was playing really good. He looked like the perfect center that the Lakers needed. And then, you know, they brought Tyson Chandler in. Perfect, a good combination. But then he got sick. He was out for pneumonia in December. And after that, he hasn't really gone back to be the player that he was. You know, he's kind yeah. of been slower. He's been lacking. His minutes have been going down. But as to what I've known, it's because of his, because of his, you know, conditioning. He can't play for that long. So I don't know if he's fighting for more time. How long do you want to be in there? Because you get tired.
1: You know what I mean? Right, exactly.
2: And also, like, then you also have players like Beasley, who didn't start playing a lot of minutes, you know, and then he had his own personal issues with his mother and stuff. And so he didn't play. And so now you put him in games and you kind of expect him to be good. And he was a little bit good. And now he's kind of like falling down, like he's, he's going down again and he's kind of lacking. So you, it's like, it's hard to find, find him in a rotation, especially when the other younger players are playing better.
1: Yep. So, so I also can see breaks. the
2: frustrations from both sides. Exactly. Yeah. It's kind of, he the veterans need to be more consistent the coach Luke needs to find better ways to work the rotation or work the lineups because it's, it it was going great in the first half was the second half that just everything went, went away. Mm -hmm, So mm -hmm. it's been a couple of rough weeks. And like you said, like this trade talks does not help at all.
1: Yeah. And then it also brings back into question, you know, you have your vets who are basically the, the only ones left on the roster. If you're deciding to trade your young core, Mm-hmm. who haven't, like I said, stepped up and they have not found their kind of like spot to uh, put up points or, you know, put up stats in general. Most of these guys are averaging under 10 points a game and you have your higher scores on the trade list. You know, people who are in the top five of your your, your highest scoring players, they're all going to be traded. So now yeah. it's like, Okay, so do you expect LeBron and AD to put up 20, 30 points a night together? I mean, you know, how is this? How is this realistically going to play out? It's it's a lot of questions, you know. Like I said, it could go it could go really good or it could go really bad.
2: (laughs) No, yeah, for sure. Like, but that's the part where it comes to Luke. If he's not giving the minutes, he they can't produce, they can't play. So for the last for last games. Beasley only played eight minutes. McGee played only 11 minutes. Lance Stevenson played 24. KCP played 27. So you can kind of see the difference in the minutes that each player played. Right. Compared to the rookies or the younger players. I don't have it with me right now off the top of my head. But they played more, like you said, so they could produce more. So you can kind of see their frustrations like, well, okay, well, can you help us? Right. And KCP, I think earlier on the season, he asked for a trade or wanted to be traded.
1: Mm -hmm.
2: and because he wanted to play more because with the lakers team, how they have it set up right now it's difficult to find your playing time for yourself and i think even right now today there were reports that kcp was maybe going to be traded to the bulls for like a jabari parker i think i read that somewhere so it's gonna like the veterans are kind of not happy with the situation they have right now when they're not getting enough play time either. They're on one-year contracts, most of them. They want to be seen. Yep. They want to be shown. They need to find a contract for next season. So if they're not playing, they're not going to get paid. So yeah. it's kind of like I can see the veterans' point of view. I can see Luke's point of view. I can see why, we want, why the Lakers want Anthony Davis. How this all will work out, I have no idea.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. If it'll
2: even work out.
1: Even, yeah, if it even does, even if if the Pelicans give them a chance, which is kind of – it's looking a little tight right now. Um, I Honestly, I feel the like offers. the Pelicans
2: are not going to give them the chance. Yeah. I even – they – only because it's the Lakers. Yeah. They don't want to make – them. they don't want to help make them better, especially exactly. they're in the same um conference. We don't want to help make you better. If anything, yeah. I'll probably go to the East, you know, where somewhere like I were – you know, I don't have to compete against you in the finals or the playoffs, you know? So they don't right. want to make the Lakers better. They're going to, if that same package was given by any other team on the Eastern Conference, I'm pretty sure the Pelicans would have taken it already. Yeah. But because it's the Lakers and they don't want to help LeBron James be better or the Lakers be better, they're not going to give them that
1: deal. I find wow, it hard a, to believe. That's a good point. That's a really good point. Like, really good but, point. It,
2: but it's going to be, I feel, it's going to come down to, If they didn't take this package and they take something else and it's not at the same level, the Pelicans staff, their front office is going to look bad.
1: Yeah, for sure. It's going to be that. Uh, I think, honestly, right now, looking at it, I think the the Celtics and the Knicks have a better chance of Mm -hmm. grabbing Anthony Davis.
2: Yeah, I mean, right now, maybe the book, maybe probably even the Clippers since now Anthony Davis has made it been known that, you know, if he if they trade and he goes to the Clippers, he'll stay. So uh, allegedly, you know, all rumors. We don't know yet for a fact.
1: But right. you know,
2: maybe the Clippers can have a set up a good package. Uh,
1: that would if he if he landed on the Clippers, that would give them a very big advantage. <laughs> I mean, for that would sure. be a great move for.
2: And you know we also have to remember Jerry West is with the Clippers now, and Jerry West has made some very, very good trades in his past. So, yes. <laughs> I only say because I think it was part of the Kobe Bryant trade, and that brought Kobe to the Lakers, and like Shaq trade or something yeah. like that. But <laughs> yeah, the good but, you track know, so it, it can happen. Exactly. There's if something's gonna happen, it can happen. If the Lakers lose out on Anthony Davis, I don't see it's going to be tough to try to get him. That's how I see
1: it. Yeah. I think um, maybe
2: offer a nice package, you know.
1: Yeah. If they don't get AD now, they're really just going to have to tough it up
2: Mm -hmm. and
1: just either wait for a free agency um, and maybe hopefully grab free
2: agency and see that the Lakers have a chance to get Anthony Davis?
1: No. I think if if he leaves before the deadline, then he's probably going to stay where he's at. Mm-hmm. I mean, unless something really crazy happens and whatever team he's with is like, yeah, we'll take your entire team. I mean, I, I don't know who would do that because I, I, realistically, whoever gets AD is going to want to keep him. They're not going to yeah. want to let him go. That's, you know. Yeah, nobody wants then, a rental. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Exactly. It's just just a waste of time. So it's like if they secure him before the deadline, they're going to keep him. And then you also have like, you know, options for the Lakers after this. If this doesn't happen, you have somebody like Kyrie Irving, who is is contemplating leaving, you know, who who has uh, basically tried to spark relations back with LeBron. So LeBron is really going to have to get out there and recruit, too, because now it just seems kind of like he's just like the life sucker in the league, you know, yeah. like he, his team gets who he wants and then they, it doesn't work out and then they throw them all away. And this is kind of like, who wants to be in that kind of situation? Yeah. <laughs> so. no. Yeah. I feel like
2: LeBron James is either up to him and his management team are probably up to something because wherever he goes, I feel like maybe he's just the way he is and being around him, he has, he feels like there's a kind of like smartness to him. Like of I'm two steps ahead of you kind of thing. So you never know what's going on. And if, you know, Anthony Davis doesn't happen, might happen during the summer. I don't know. But like you said, like if the Clippers come up with a package or not, you didn't say this, but like, you know, if other, any other team comes up with a the package, they're going to want to keep Anthony Davis. He's not, they're not going to want to rent him for like a year. They're going to try their hardest. And if, anything gives you hope is the, is the paul george trade that happened two years ago you know they they traded for paul george okc they even though supposedly in rumors were like oh no he wants to go pay for the lakers and there you go and what did he do he resigned with okc so there's some potential for these smaller market teams to try and get anthony davis and try to convince him to to go but you know and then same thing with Kawhi. Kawhi didn't want to be part of the Spurs. He wanted nope. to be traded to the Lakers again, allegedly. <laughs> but you know, it never happens. They don't want yeah. to give. You do want to make. They don't want to make it too easy for the Lakers. They don't want to give them to you. So now he's in in Toronto. He's winning. Does it look like he's going to want to go to the Lakers after maybe uh uh going to the playoffs and maybe making it to the finals? You know, I don't know. I don't yeah. think so. So. Yeah. That's why I feel that the Lakers are offering everything and anything to the Pelicans because they don't want the situation to happen. They don't want to yeah. they don't want to miss out on a possible a possible player and I mean I Anthony Davis is definitely worth
1: it. Yeah, for sure. Uh, I think at the end of the day though, if it doesn't happen, they're they're probably just really going to have to wait it out. Yes and, just, yes. and just suck it up and good luck to whatever team may or may not get him.
2: So. <laughs> really, yes, yes. I mean, the good thing about it, if they don't get Anthony Davis, it's that then, you know, they still have a free agency, like you said, so they can sign great players who are going to be on the market. And if not, you know, most of their veterans are on one-year contracts, so they don't they don't have to worry about, keeping any veterans that are not playing at the level they want them to be. So I feel like if this deal comes, if it doesn't come, if it comes great, you know, great for the Lakers, if it doesn't, you know, they still have hope. They still have a chance in free agency. And when you have a player like LeBron James that any, everybody wants to kind of play with,
0: (laughs) Mm -hmm.
1: Mm
2: -hmm. you know, maybe not everybody, you know, maybe not KD, but you know, there's people want to play alongside LeBron James and, you know, win a, be serious and win a championship or at least contend for it then they'll come and if they don't want to come then they don't come you know Mm -hmm. what can we do about it (laughs)
1: exactly
2: so yeah that's all we have from the lakers today and from west coast mix and bounce we hope you stay tuned for our next podcast when we'll be talking about things after the trade deadline and how our west coast teams are doing thank you all for listening and we'll see you next time